like a plant. I want to tell you this morning, though your situation may look as if the one that has been cut down, it may look as if things are not flowing and they are not working the way you have prayed that it should be. No matter the struggle, I want you to believe the word of God this morning. For there is hope of a tree. The Bible says a living dog is better than a dead lion. There is hope. I've seen situations, I've had testimonies. Where hopeless situation turn around and people are wondering, how can it be? Your case will not be different. Your situation will not be different. God said there is hope of a tree. Though it be cut down, it will sprout again. No matter the challenges you have in your relationship with God. Like there is someone here this morning, it's as if you are being cut off from God. It's as if you are being cut off from spiritual realities. When you read the Bible, it doesn't make sense again. When you pray, you yourself, you know that God will not answer that prayer because there is no connection. But God said this morning, there is what? There is hope. There are some of you that have been involved in exploit for God. When you testify of the exploit, you cannot say any recent thing. You only talk about years ago. God said, I should tell you, it will sprout again. Those giftings will sprout again. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover again. You will prophesy again. There is hope of a tree. Do it cut down. Abaku chapter 3. Abaku chapter 3. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herb in the still. Verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. 
He will make my feet like the hind feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. Listen to me this morning. It may not look like it, but it will eventually become it. We are not moved by what we see. We are only moved by the word of God. When God has spoken, is not a man that he should lie. And the Bible said to us this morning, even when the fig tree refused to blossom, even when the vine doesn't produce, even when the labor of the olive fails, even the field yields no meat, the flock cut off, the Bible said, yet I will do what? I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in my God of salvation. Don't allow situations around you to tamper with the joy of God in your heart. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, 28, all things work together. They keep what? Working together. All things. Even when it is not sweet, all things are working together for your good. No matter your situation, it is just a season and it will pass away. As long as we are under this side, times and season will keep occurring. There will be sowing time, there will be reaping time. But one thing that God is telling us this morning, I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. You may look around you, you may not find reason to rejoice. The Bible did not say rejoice in things you see. The Bible did not say rejoice when you receive an alert. The Bible did not say rejoice when things are going on fine. The Bible said, rejoice who? In the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. When men look at your situation, they look at it. What is even making him to rejoice? What is it that has kept him going on? And they say, it's the joy of the Lord. Why? Because God said, I will strengthen. The Lord is my strength. And he will make my feet like hind feet. 
and it will make me to walk where? Where? On my high places. You will get there. The desire of God will come to pass concerning your life. You have troubled yourself too much. You have labor and you have labor in vain. Because all your hope are on what you see around. Situation has shifted your focus from God. And maybe because of some of the things that people preach around and say, if you know God is with you, show us the evidence. What was the evidence of, of, of Joseph when God declared him as a prosperous man? Just a slave servant. A servant. Is that an evidence? Is that a testimony? Or can somebody come here this morning and say, I have a testimony. I thank God. The Lord has really blessed me. Um, I've been made a servant in the house of Potiphar. Is that a testimony? It doesn't look like it. But that is the process and the journey to greatness. You will ride on your high places. I want you to follow the word of God. From the song mistress said, it can never fail. And it won't. It is not your case that will make God to fail. It will not even leave heaven because of your case. Because your case has been settled. Let me look for one example this morning. And we will just appreciate God for what he has done. John chapter 5. Can we quickly look at the story in John chapter 5? John chapter 5. Do we also remember that the word of God also said, the race is not for the swift, neither the battle for what? For the strong. It's of God that showeth what? Mercy. You know, one of the things I never miss when I'm praying is the mercy of God. When I wake up in the morning, I say, Lord, have mercy on me. Let your mercy Search me out. Let him find me. John chapter 5. I would like to read from verse 7. Let me, let me start from verse 6. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been, he had been long, now a long time in that case. He said unto him, Will thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another stepped, stepped down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and he took up his bread, bed and walked. 
and on the Sabbath day was the day. Was the, on the day was the Sabbath. Now look at that case. That man was not the only man by the pool. But mercy found him out. Mercy will find you out. Mercy will attend to you. Jesus saw him lying there. And you see, so that he can, he will not be as if he's trying to intrude into his privacy. Jesus said, would you like to be made whole? Are you, are you willing that I step into your case? Are you willing that I should undertake for you? And the man said, hmm, sir, I have no man. The reason why you remain on the same spot is because you are looking for a man. Man, we always fail. It's not that they intend to fail, but that's the design. I remember the story of a friend to one of my friends. When we finished NYSE, the uncle said, you don't need to look for a job. You will work in this bank. But you know, there was no vacancy. So the uncle was still giving him money, monthly allowance. The guy was driving Canada town of Lagos, was not doing any job. But the uncle was paying him and trying to set up a stage for him in the, in the bank. So they created a position. They now put it on adverts. But they know who to get, who they want to put there. That was after two years. They did the first interview. They have shortlisted the people that they want. The guy was still on top of the list. Then the uncle died. They reshuffled the list. His name did not even appear at all again. Two years waiting for it. Man, we fail. I'm sure that this young man could have, I don't think he's a bad man like that. Probably he could have said, um, this is my friend. Please stay around so that when the angel come and trouble the water, you quickly carry me and throw me inside. By the time he was sending for his friend, the friend was somewhere else. Before his friend could make it back, they have already thrown one person into the water. So they have to wait for another time of turning. The Bible said there was no man. There was no man. And while I'm coming, somebody else, somebody else will have stepped into the water. All this while, somebody has been replacing you. Your story will change. You will step in by yourself. 
You don't even need to step in because you will arise. Jesus looked at the man. He pitied the man. And you know one thing? The Bible says he has been there for a long time. He has been there for what? For a long time. I remember the story of my neighbor. Some people wrote a petition against him and he was suspended from work. As at that time, he was in level 12. And for four years, his case was not attended to. All his mates have become his seniors. And there was no hope. He would just go to work and come back. They did not pay him. Was not paid. Then he received a summon from the governor that you should report at the state council meeting. And as he appeared before the state council meeting, his case and file was brought forth. It was uh, Governor Daniel that was there at that time. And he called his name and said, you, there was a case against you like this, like this, like this, like this. We have investigated it, but I want to ask you a question. Are you guilty or not guilty? He said, His Excellency, I am not guilty. And the Excellency looked at him and said, we have checked your records. You are a good man. Today, you are promoted to level 17. All your entitlements and your promotion areas must be fully paid. Listen to me. Your change, your case will change. The man stood like that, could not move, and started crying. The governor was shocked. He thought he would jump up and be excited. He said, are you not excited? He was just looking like this. He said, Mr. Man, you are not dreaming. It's not a dream. It's real. When the Lord turned the captivity of Israel, we are like them that what? That dream. That was the story of this young man. So by verse 10, the Jews therefore said unto him that was killed, it was the Sabbath day, and it's not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. And he answered them, he that made me old, the same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. The one that said I should take up my bed and walk, he broke protocols. 
if we take God to break protocols to attend to your kids, God will break protocols. Jesus need not to wait for the Sabbath to end. Because your case, the case of this man needs attention. Maybe your case has been long and almost hopeless. God said as he came and stepped into this man's case, he will step into your case. And your story will change. Amen. Let's look at chapter 9. I have another story there. Chapter 9. I will read from verse 1. And Jesus passed by, and he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And the disciple asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, and, he was, and that he was blind? And Jesus answered, Neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can walk. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he has spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay on this plate, spectacle, and anointed the eyes of this man, the blind man, with the clay. And he said to him, go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which was interpreted saint. And he went his way thereof and washed and came seeing. The neighbor therefore, the neighbors therefore, and they that were before as seen him that was blind said, is it not this that he sat and begged? And some said, some said, this is he. Others said, he is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore he said unto him, How wide thy eyes open? And he said, and he answered and said, I'm a man that is called Jesus, made clay, and anointed my eyes, and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and I washed, and I received sight. Amen. Amen. At times you look at your situation and you are wondering, where have I missed it? At times you look at what you are going through. Is it because I committed a sin? At times you look at your matter and you conclude and say to yourself, I think it's generational cause. Jesus said, no. That's not the case. The Bible says, whosoever is in Christ is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been called new. It was made a cause for us. 
We are free from anything called generational cause by the virtue of our redemption. So, but Jesus said, so that the name of the Lord will be what? Will be glorified. If everything is so smooth for you, how are you going to give a testimony? Eh? When somebody tells you that I'm on my knees praying for my children's school fees and I'm praying, God, God, they are going to resume. They will soon resume. The day has come. It's tomorrow. Lord, it has not come. And God decided to say, okay, no problem. It has not come. First day. Second day. Third day. One week, they will start sending the children out of class. Lord, my God, I never put man to shame. You, and you don't disturb yourself. God will never put you to shame. He's only trying to, to make your testimony great. Amen? He's trying to make your testimony great because somebody will cry one day. He said, I've been praying. I said, how many days have you prayed? He said, I've prayed for three days. Said, your own is three days. My own was two weeks. Before the answer came, go and sleep. Wait for the two weeks to pass. Amen. I remember somebody that was waiting for the fruit of the womb. And they have given up. And by the 25th year, the woman fell sick and they have to rush her to the hospital. And as they were conducting the test, they said we need to do pregnancy tests. They told the doctor, forget, forget about this matter. Don't, don't bring hopeless hope, hope, hope that is hopeless. Don't bring it around us. Let's do malaria tests and some other things. He said, I'm sorry. Your wife is carrying twins. Say, God, it cannot be possible. We never prayed. You don't need to pray before God steps in. So that the name of the Lord will be what? Will be glorified. So God is not sleeping about your matter. God is not sleeping about your case. It's not that God has forgotten you. He can never forget you. He said, I have, I have engraved you in the palm of my hand. Engraved in the palm of my hand. Situation that might look around as if he has forgotten you. You know, there's this, this short clip that I watch. One time, somebody posted it to me. A guy was coming. Maybe he didn't know that there was a, a queue. He now went to, straight to the front. They started throwing him to the back. They kept throwing him to the back. They kept pushing him to the back. They kept pushing him to the back until he became the last person. Then the person that they want to meet was at the back. He opened the door. He said, next. By the time they turned, he was already at the front. Your case will turn around. 
They are pushing you around now. They are only pushing you to where your next promotion will be. That's how they push Joseph. They need to push him into prison because there is this agent from the king that is going to connect him to the palace. If he has lobbied out of prison, when the agent came to prison, he will not meet him there. You will not, you will not be at the wrong place at the right time. The Lord will order your steps. You know, that's one of the prayers I pray for myself. Lord, order my steps to be at the right place at the right time. Also doing the right thing. Are you following me? God has stepped into your case. I want you to believe God this morning. And that's how God stepped into this man's case. And when they saw him, do you remember what they said? The neighbor. May God forgive some of our neighbors. You didn't say amen. When you saw a man that had been blind, that had been begging, and you saw him that he can see, what should you do with him? Is it not to rejoice with him? They started to look at him. The Bible said, ah, is it not this man that used to sit down and beg? Some said, this is he. Others said, uh -uh. He's, like, he's like him. He's like him. He's not him. How can he find help? Many will see you and look at you and say, ah, is it the same person? Yes, it's because my story has changed. It's because my story has changed. You know, that's how one of my friends went out of the house one day. And as he came, he called his wife upstairs. He said, my dear, come and open the gate. That one said, why are you doing like this? You went out with your legs. You are saying, I should come and open gate. Which gate am I opening again? He said, come and open gate. They open gate. He said, ah, who borrow your car? He said, enter, put on the AC, and they drove inside. He said, check the particulars. He went out with his legs. He came back with a brand new car. Your story will change. I want you to believe God, and I want you to trust God. You don't need to run after the world. You don't need to pursue after the things of the world. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be what? Shall be added to you. Don't follow the addition. When you have not secured the, the kingdom of God. I want to make it. Excuse me. Who say you cannot make it in God? I'm praying that God will help our hearts in the name of Jesus. Finally, I would like to read 2 Kings chapter 3. 
Second Kings chapter 3. Second Kings chapter 3. It was the story of Jehoshaphat with um, Elisha. And these people, they went to battle. There was a war before them. And the Bible said in verse 15, let me just read from verse 15. But now bring me a mistral. And it came to pass when the mistral played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with waters. That ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind. You know some of us, we are looking for wind. You know, we are looking for what? Wind. We are looking for rain. God said, no. My ways are not your ways, neither my thoughts are your thoughts. As, far, as the heaven is far from the heart, so my, my ways are far from ways. I remember the story of a young man that went to seek for admission. He came back to church and his pastor said, Wafa, he said, Ah, pastor, nothing up. He said, go back. So when he got to the gate of UI, he doesn't even know where to go. That's how somebody just passed beside him. He said, please, can you direct me to social faculty? He said, Daddy, that's where I'm going to. He said, okay, come inside. So they got there, and they were talking on the, what are you doing? Are you a student? He said, no, I'm seeking for admission. Which department? He mentioned the department. That's the department the man was also going to. He said, okay, ah, no problem. Do you have your documents with you? He said, yes. He went to see the professor friend and said this. I brought, he brought two children. But when the man wanted to talk, he said, I brought my three children. He said, please, let me check. Which one will you give admission? And when they checked the particular, the, doc, the credentials, everything, it was the person they picked by the gate that was qualified. And the man said, it's only one of your sons that is qualified. He said, no problem. Give him admission. And that's how the young man returned back home with admission. There might be no rain. Stop seeking for rain. Seek for God's word. When you find yourself in a situation, seek God and say, God, what are you saying about this matter? Let God speak. Don't leave God until he has spoken. Because one thing that will never fall to the ground Without accomplishing it, is the word of God. The word of God can never fail. The word of God can never fall to the ground. Stop seeking for what for wind. The word of God 
is very crucial, no matter our situation. There was a boy that they were about to, he had an accident and they want to amputate his, his, his hand, his arm. And he saw the mother crying with the father. And he said, Mommy, what the, what's happening? What's the doctor saying? He said, Sorry, it's the bad news. He said, What is the bad news? He said, They cannot, they have tried several surgeries on your hand, this cannot work. They have to amputate it. He said, I hope you have not agreed. He said, we don't have a choice. The boy said, mommy, don't say that. Do you remember that God told me that I'm going to become a medical doctor and I'm going to be a surgeon? How will I perform operation when they have caught one arm? Don't listen to them. And they left the boy on the sick bed. And each time the boy feels pain, he tells his mommy, he said, mommy, God is fixing the bones. At times you'll be crying. He said, the pain is much. When the doctor comes, he said, don't worry. God is fixing the bones. After about two days, they did the x-ray. There was no fracture at all. And the doctor said, no, we have to ex examine him again. They brought in a consultant. They did another x-ray. They can't find any crack. They can't find anything. This was a arm that was shattered. And they said, no, we still have to take him to specialist hospital to go and check. They said, the boy said, you didn't fix this hand, though. Leave me alone. Do you know that the boy eventually became a surgeon? He's a missionary today, and he's a surgeon, a medical doctor. Listen to me. What has God spoken to you? Have you forgotten? Have you left them behind? What are the promises of God that he has said? Why are you running like the world that has no, that has, they, that do not have the word of God? Where do you put your trust? Is it in man, in wind, in, in rain, or in the word of God? There is hope when the saint of the water passes through. And the presence of God is here this morning. I want you to just bow your heads once more and say, Lord, step into my matter. Maybe you are here. You will need to repent because you have not believed the promises of God. You need to say, Lord, I am sorry that left your promises behind. Lord, I have pushed your things around away to pursue my own plans and purposes. But Lord, I am sorry this morning. I submit my life to you. I submit my life to you. I submit my life to you. Can you take over again? Take the will from my hand. Take the will. Take the will. Or maybe you are here this morning. 
You have not given your life to Christ. But to say, I think I need Jesus. I want you to just raise your hand wherever you are. Or peradventure, you have backslided. You have, you are just going on. But there is no connection between you and God. You have lost network. But you said this morning, can you reconnect me back, Lord? Can you reconnect me back to your promises? Can you reconnect me back to yourself? If you're in that category, I would also like to pray with you. Just raise your hand wherever you are. Just raise your hand wherever you are. I would like to pray with you. Say, Lord, I am sorry. I've turned my heart away from you. I've put my trust in something else. But today, I repent and I turn my heart back to you. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your word that has come forth this morning. To rekindle hope in our lives again. Father, as you have stepped into our matters, let changes begin to occur. Let things begin to turn around. Let the hopeless receive hope. Let the faint receive life again. Let the scent of water flow around us and cause our life to blossom again. We will rise again. You will rise again. You will rise again. You will rise again. In the name of Jesus. Because God has stepped into your matter, your struggle ceases. You may not know how he's going to do it. We don't even want to know how. You may not know when, but one thing is certain, that God will do it for you. God will do it for you. God will do it for you. You may not see the wind. You may not see the rain. But the dishes shall be filled with waters. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for people that you are connecting back to you. Let there be restoration. Let there be restoration. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. We will take a hymn together.